0: Asking for help shouldn't be viewed as a sign of weakness, but it often is. And this is so unfortunate. It holds us back. Asking for help is just that. Help, assistance, support, collaboration. When you ask for help, you don't know what else might come from it. Motivational speaker Leslie Brown has said, Ask for help not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong On a good day, it's easy to feel the strength and collaboration that can come from asking for help. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Recently, I was reminded of how hard it is to ask for help, which is exactly why it is so important to ask for it when you need it. Additionally, I was reminded of how important it is to model that behavior, too. My personal experience came from my daughter, but it could have just as easily come from a coworker, a client, or a direct report. When we are viewed in a leadership role, letting those we lead know we routinely ask for help is equally as important. This lets them know that it is okay and acceptable to ask when you need assistance. As I thought about how hard it was for my daughter to ask for help, I realized she likely didn't have any idea how often I ask for help. Here are some of the examples that I shared with her. First, I told her about my high school algebra teacher. This was top of mind because I've been helping her with algebra, and I likely wouldn't have been able to give this assistance if it wasn't for my high school teacher. When I was a sophomore in high school, my Algebra 1 teacher told the class he had a textbook in his classroom, in his office, he was also the principal, and at home. Then he wrote his phone number on the blackboard, telling us to ask for help when we needed it, even if that meant calling him at home. Yes, I do realize I'm dating myself. No whiteboards, texting, or email when I was in high school. By the second, maybe third week of school, I had his phone number memorized. Two of my friends and I did our homework together most evenings and would take turns calling for help when we needed it. Fast forward two years, and I was preparing for college. I was taking the practice math placement test, and when I couldn't figure out a number of the problems on the test, I found his number again. Though honestly, I probably still had remembered it because I used to be really good at remembering phone numbers. And I asked for more help. He told me to meet him at school that afternoon. We spent a couple of hours reviewing the problems, and when I received my test results back a few weeks later, I had achieved my goal to do well enough on the test to not need to take more math in college. This wouldn't have happened if I hadn't asked for help. As an entrepreneur, I've had to ask for help many times. This podcast is a result of asking for help. It wouldn't exist if my husband didn't do the editing in the final production, and you hear his voice with the intro and closing of each episode. But it also started because I took a course on how to start a podcast. Taking a course is a form of help, and the action of finding it and paying for it, while slightly different than asking, the result is the same. Without the course and my husband's ongoing assistance, I likely wouldn't have made it past episode two, and I certainly wouldn't be consistently releasing new episodes. Prior to starting the podcast, I tried blogging, tried being the keyword. I would write a blog, leave it in my computer memory for a while, then send it to a friend to edit. And then, after she helped me fine-tune the message or eliminate the passive language and correct any grammar errors, I would post it. It took weeks to get a blog post done. Other ways I've asked for help in my business include hiring a couple of different coaches, finding supporting networking groups, and developing collaborative relationships with a variety of different experts. I've called on each of these people at different times to help me figure out challenges over the last nine years. One important thing I figured out is my expertise exists to help other people, but when it comes to using that expertise to support my own business, hmm, that is another story. Marketing and branding my own business is tough, and it's also important to understand what I can do and what I cannot do on my own. When I first started, I needed a logo, so I turned to a good friend and longtime co-worker Leanne Eddins of Eddins Design to develop it. She asked me a number of questions about my goals and dreams for the business and then created a few different versions of a logo for me to react to. I remember one had a bird on it and another had flowers. None of her first attempts were right. After talking through it with her, she suggested focusing on creating something more personal and using my own handwriting for it. And that was it. My logo is my own signature and I needed her help to make that happen. Remember I said I couldn't get a blog post published for weeks? Imagine how hard it is for me to write my own web copy. Each time I've done it, and I'm on version, I don't know, three, possibly four now, I've shared it with multiple people for edits, reviews, and feedback. With the version I'm working on now, I'm taking an online course on website writing developed by Sophie Dale. The course is great and there is regular feedback built into the program so I get the help I need directly from Sophie before I change the text on my site. When I shared these examples with my daughter, she said, but these are things you weren't taught how to do. You didn't know where to start. She's right, that is true. But more often than not, I do know enough about these things that I could have done them on my own but I still needed help to accomplish the bigger goal. Asking for help shouldn't be viewed as a sign of weakness, but it often is. And this is so unfortunate. It holds us back. Asking for help is just that. Help, assistance, support, collaboration. When you ask for help, you don't know what else might come from it. Motivational speaker Leslie Brown has said, Ask for help not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. On a good day, it's easy to feel the strength and collaboration that can come from asking for help. In doing some research about why it is so hard for us to ask for help, I came across an interview with M. Nora Bouchard, an executive and leadership coach, as well as author of Mayday, Asking for Help in Times of Need. She explains that there is a psychological reason why it's tough to ask for help. We are hardwired to want to do things on our own and be independent. Asking for help often makes people feel uneasy because it requires surrendering control to someone else. And when I think about that statement in the minds as a parent, we teach our kids to be independent. Fear of asking for help isn't just fear of not being capable. It's also fear of being a burden, fear of imposing, and fear of being too needy. Bouchard goes on to say, We make a lot of excuses for not making the request. And the irony is that most often, people do want to help. How can we make asking for help easier? Consistency. Practice. The more you ask for help, the easier it gets. But that means you need to do it. Her advice is to ask for help in smaller ways. Speak up if you need help on a video call. Or ask for something you know you'd happily do for someone else. Reframing is another technique that makes asking for help easier. Rather than viewing it as a transaction, consider it part of a conversation. Instead of just saying, I need help, phrase it this way. I've got a problem or a challenge that I could really use some help with. Let's talk it through and see what the two of us can come up with. Bouchard also recommends identifying who your support team is, so when you do need help, you know who you would go to. Remember, I said I have spent time building relationships with people who I've gone to for help when I need it? Whether it was simply an ask or I hired them, they are my support team. Sometimes I need to expand beyond my go-to's. And when that happens, I usually start with them and ask if they have anyone they would recommend as a valuable or a trusted resource. Receiving help is a means of growth and learning. When others help us, we are learning what we didn't know. We are collaborating with them and brainstorming or, gr- or group sourcing the ideas around whatever challenge it was that we went to them for. The result is always going to be worth it. Even if you opt not to use the advice they gave at the moment, you may find yourself going back to it again later for a different challenge. Asking for help is a sign of strength and confidence. When we are confident in what we can and cannot do, asking for help becomes easier. It is also a sign of resourcefulness. We live in a world where people expect a quick response or solutions to the problems, so Surrounding yourself with people who can help you in different situations is valuable. Asking for help is also a sign of humanness and makes you more approachable in the future. When others see you asking for help, people around you will feel more comfortable reaching out to you or others in their time of need. But remember, asking for help is not just about you you still need to contribute and make yourself available when others need help from you. I found this quote in a Forbes article. Our lives are richer, not poorer, when we share our gifts with others. So whether you need someone to lend you a hand or just need someone to listen, consider, by having the courage to ask for help, you're not putting them out. You're pulling them up. Let's bring this around to a conversation you all know I like to have. Being confident in your brand. When you are clear and consistent with your brand, you are making it easier for your audience to know how you can help them. There won't be any question in their mind that they can come to you for copywriting, design, their health care, to buy their wedding dress, or help with their marketing and branding. And they may even feel so confident coming to you that they will ask for help in areas that may or may not be something that you're able to do. But the trust they have in you, your business, and your collective abilities tells them that you can help them. This is what you want them to do. And if what they need isn't something you are able to assist with, then give them some recommendations or resources. So I think this is a good place to remind you of a few ways that I can help you. For help with message development, download the Educate, Engage, and Empower Messaging Guides, and then listen to the companion podcast episodes to bring each of these elements to your marketing. You can access this free resource at bit.ly backslash messaging course. I have been posting daily on LinkedIn since September. If you need help coming up with ideas to write about on social media or in your blog, I've created a Pinterest board of writing prompts that I regularly add to. Simply search Austin Marketing Writing Prompts on Pinterest to find this resource. I'll also provide a link to it and the messaging course in the show notes. If you need help getting clear and consistent about what your brand is, how it helps those you serve, and why it matters, let's talk. If you need help getting clear on who you serve, let's talk about that too. If you feel hesitant or uncertain of whether an opportunity that has presented itself is right for your business, I can help you with that. If you are the sole person responsible for marketing and branding in your organization and want to brainstorm or strategize before making recommendations to your leadership team, I'm here for you. My work focuses on bringing clarity, consistency, and ultimately confidence to you and your audience about your brand, your business, and your ability to achieve the goals and objectives for your business. So how can you help me? If you enjoy the Pursuit of Purpose podcast, share it with your friends and colleagues, and then take a moment to write a review on your podcast player of choice. Or if you know someone I should interview on the show because you are inspired by the fact that they are living their purpose, or they understand the importance of intentionality and connecting business decisions to the overarching purpose of the organization, send me a message via linkedin, instagram or my facebook page. Going back to asking for help. I want to challenge you to think about this. What stopped you the last time you didn't ask for help? Was it one of the things that I mentioned in the in this episode or was it something else? And if you are in a leadership position or a parent, think about How are you modeling asking for help? Are those around you seeing you do that? Can you do a better job of modeling that? Remember, asking for help is a sign of strength and confidence. Take advantage of it. And then when someone asks you for help, be open to providing it to them. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back in June with new episodes. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast, presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.